Welcome to The Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, February 14th, 2014. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Owens, along with my co-host today, Rye Walker. We do full-time Meteor work at Differential.io. That's our website, our corporate site, as you used to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Meteor Podcast is all about news and the latest goings-on in the Meteor JS world. You can find us on iTunes at MeteorPodcast.com or uh, at Meteor Podcast on Twitter. So this week, uh, let's see, get the lister list up here. We're talking about the Scaling Meteor blog post, Peer Library, Mongo Hub, uh, the Differential Fishbowl pairing that we did on Wednesday, um, scaling with smart collections, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the book we're working on. So first up uh, is Scaling Meteor, the challenges of real-time apps. So this was, yet again, another quality blog post from the Discover Meteor guys. Uh, Tom wrote this one. Um, I, I love it. They've got like this play of like uh, Sasha doing interviews and Tom doing like really technical posts and um, they really dove deep on this one, kind of going into how traditional apps work and how um, media apps work uh, and how that differs with uh, just sending some data across the wire. And then they really dive into the pull and diff model, um, which is how Meteor worked uh, up until 0.7.0. And then um, they start to dive into Oplog as well. So there are still parts of Meteor, which use pull and diff, um, like Oplog doesn't cover everything, but uh, it is a good um, scaling solution, I I guess. I don't, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, again, I think that the post is uh, extremely detailed. Um, I learned stuff through through reading it, and, uh, you know, it talks a little bit about... um, Aeronota's APM um, project that I am really excited to see that continue to develop. It's great to get insights into what parts of your media app uh, are causing um, uh, performance issues. Yeah, also they mentioned a server info package, which I hadn't looked at yet. So I don't know, maybe we'll take a look at that. That could be interesting as well. Um, yeah, so and and this is interesting too because we had another story come out this week which we'll get to in a in a few minutes um about scaling in a different way. So anyway, next up uh peer library. Yeah, so um let's see. Uh I've got the post here. The the guy uh Meetar, I assume that's how we say it, uh <laughs> is uh you know, posted on Meteor Talk this week um uh the peer library is um, growing and they're looking for a, a, a hand or two to hire. Um, it looks like it's a uh, it's a sort of a um, document repository with peer uh, review sort of things on um, for scientific or I, I was I noticed a math uh, document that I was looking at when I was testing it. Um, uh, great looking app, um, interesting. Uh, homepage has a, a 3D animated SVG in the background that made my Max fan turn on. Uh, I don't know if that'll survive <laughs> long term, but it's definitely a cool looking page. Um, 
yeah. So uh, I, I also noticed um, as in reviewing this that um, you know Peer Library has released some other uh, um, open source contributions to the Meteor ecosystem. So we appreciate that. And this whole project is open source. So if you want to figure out how to do 3D animated backgrounds, <laughs> the code's all right there. Yeah, that's awesome too that they're they're hiring. Um, next up is uh, Mongo Hub. Uh, so, Mark uh, Shrop uh, is it Shropshire? I think that's right. Uh, I don't know. He goes by at Shrop, uh, so that's what I'm. We'll just call him Shrop. <laughs> um, so anyway, he uh, he tuned into our fishbowl pairing, and one of the things that that came up on there was, um, you know, checking the database to make sure that the data was inserting correctly. So that's kind of like um, we were showing off that you know once we got a form working, kind of showing off the data in the database. And um, I personally use Mongo Hub, and so that's what I, I showed off. And uh, the next day. Um, he uh, he wrote a blog post about how he was using it before, and now he started using it again because of because of Mediator. Um, but yeah, it's a really nice tool. Um, I used uh, Cocoa SQL, or I don't know, they renamed it too after that. But I, I really like having a tool where you can just dig into the database uh, without having to interact through the console or anything like that. So uh, this, is, this is a good post. Um, you know, it kind of shows off what it can do, and I know that. Like I'm alone in in the team and using Mongo Hub, so you guys use something else, right? Yeah, I use I use Robo Mongo. Um, I'm sure they're very similar. Uh, once you have a tool that works for you, though, there's really no good reason to to switch. Um, you know, one of the awesome things about these tools, though, is it lets you edit the the, the JSON stored in the in the um, in the Mongo database uh, in the raw. You know, you really should be careful doing that in production, but in development, it's nice. Um, yeah, it, you know, which kind of leads us into the to the fishbowl pairing. If you're not familiar with the term, the idea there is that uh, Josh literally we try to build an app uh, while we had a room um, uh, of 20 people watching and some people online watching. The the uh, what sparked this was uh, 19 days ago. Um, a guy named Zimti on Twitter said, "Hey, be, hey, uh, hey, guys, would you uh, do a little tutorial on building meteor apps based on our boilerplate?" Um, and so, yeah, we uh, basically scheduled a couple of events. Uh, this was the second one related to that, and uh, you know, decided to record it. It's our first foray into trying to do a live video of showing how we build our apps. But uh, I'd love to get some feedback whether it was helpful uh, if you get a chance to watch it. Yeah, and it was unfortunate, like the the first event, so we did our, our normal weekly meetup, our normal monthly meetup, and um, we talked about like, it was more of a walking you through the boilerplate and all the different pieces of it, and we went through a lot of the packages and examples where they you might want to use them, which I think was, it was really a, a good first part. Um, unfortunately, like we, we drew two different groups to the... Um, to the events, so I, I think it would have been beneficial if we could have re- at least recorded the first one. Um, but after we did it, we did a live hangout for that one, which was fun. Um, we got like 15 people on it or something like that. And then um, the uh, the second one, we decided to use Hangout on Air, and uh, that automatically records it. So um, 
in the show notes, if you want to follow along, you know, it's like an hour and a half long video. Um, but it, it really gets started about five minutes in and, and, uh, you can, you can follow along on YouTube. So the next post was scaling with smart collections. Um, and this one was uh, on Meteor Hacks. So Aranota um, had a, a Brent Abrams from Standbench um, do a guest post and talk about how he's using smart collections to scale a Meteor app. Um, I, I've actually never used smart collections. Um, we tend to use mini Mongoid, and I'm not even sure if they work together. Like, we haven't hit major scaling problems with any of our clients yet. So. We haven't really had a need to. I mean, we we find that just adding another dyno can usually handle the traffic we need to handle. I guess servo as it is at, at Modulus. I'm still like have Heroku ingrained in my brain here. Um, but uh, yeah, he he had a lot of trouble because uh, he was doing, I guess heavy heavy data usage um, in his app, and while Nick Martin said that, you know, he wrote a benchmark app and uh, he was able to get about three concurrent users, but he also says the app without much data can serve thousands of concurrent users. So um, this is definitely like a place where scaling Meteor has been a concern and, you know, they've been working on it and that's why the Oplog uh, has been integrated now, like the Oplog integration stuff. Um but uh, yeah, so he kind of walks through setting up the smart collection, um, and uh, since he added smart collection, they haven't had a single server crash. Although an informal load test with twenty concurrent users performing data intensive read actions still pushed the CPU to a hundred percent without the server failing. So um, he says that he's not using smart collections with the oplog integration um but you know he he hasn't switched to oplog he's still waiting for um some other things to come into oplog integration and he'll probably switch over um he said that he did actually test it he saw cpu usage spiked a lot more under the oplog integration so um i i think there is still a little ways to go here but um it, it's a good read and he said in the end, despite the challenges with scaling at present, I don't think I'll be building a web app again without using Meteor. So there's a little double negative there, but I think what he's saying in the end is he he would still use Meteor despite the scaling issues. So, Yeah, I wonder, you know, I don't know very much about this use case, but I wonder if there's too much activity going on within the Meteor app and could there be like a background job sort of a strategy for this that would help clean up um, the work that's being done from within the Meteor app, you know, which is obviously something we learned with Rails very early on. You couldn't, even sending email was a CPU intensive task, it seemed, and you'd want to put that in the background, or at least it took time, you know, to talk to the, to the, to the server. Um, so I, I would definitely, um, you know, look at ways to minimize the actual complexity of the Meteor app and move things out. So, uh, last thing we're going to talk about here is, uh, you know, we've, the the meteor community uh, has been kind of skirting around and dancing around the idea of, the, of being a test driven um, sort of a culture. Um, we it's one of the things we love about the Angular um, uh, ecosystem is how and Rails, and Rails is how uh, you know testing is 
kind of a first class citizen, um, thought of, uh, pretty early on and, and there's an official framework and things like that. Well, in Rails, there's not an official framework, but, or the official framework isn't the, 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 the most the used framework. framework. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, it, that's, we've been working with Meteor now for, for nearly a year. Um, and it's always been kind of a thorn in our side. So we thought the best way to, to attack, um, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of options. You know, the best way to to solve this is to go through each option, write it, write down what we think about them as a team, and uh, basically, you know, maybe we end up doing some, helping out on some framework potentially. Um, but um, there's a lot of research that needs to be done to figure out what's the right choice is, and so uh, we thought we'd just go ahead and, and write that down and share that with the community, uh, to put a little effort into editing, and and uh, and basically. Um, Try to create a, a meteor testing book uh, based on the current state, and hopefully over over the next year or so, uh, evolve it into the definitive guide on the best way to do it. So, um, we have a a website out at testing meteor or yeah testingmeteor dot com. Uh, kind of outlines our vision for the book. We're trying to collect pre orders. Um, we've gotten a surprisingly large number so far without much promotion at all. Uh, but we thought we'd mention here on the on the podcast and see if. Uh, what kind of uh, appetite there is for a, kind of a guide on how to test Meteor apps. Yeah, and our goal, um, I think with this book, is to, uh, we're going to follow along with Microscope and maybe add some tests into Microscope and try to get that working. So we're hoping it'll be like a good like testing companion book to discover Meteor. So you get done, you can kind of, you're going to be following along the same code base and and seeing how we test it. So um you know, this is this is very much uh, like we said. We're collecting pre-orders right now. Um, we've got a GitHub repo. We're gonna anyone that pre-orders, it's gonna get access to the repo. Um, you know, we'll probably have a process that generates uh, nightly or weekly updates. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's what we're working on. Um, and I think that's it for this week. So see you guys next week. <laughs>